Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody, and thank you once again for joining me on my podcast. It's always such a privilege and and a pleasure to do this each and every week. And my guest today is Patrice Springer. She is the Executive Director of Your Image 2020. Welcome to the show, Patrice. Thank you, Marsha. I'm so happy to be here. I'm I'm really blessed. And I think that um, listening to all your shows that you've had, um, the authors and all the important people that you've had on your show, you know, I'm just I just feel very privileged to be here today. Oh, you are so kind. That that's really nice. And I mean, we have met on more than one occasion, um, and I, I'm very grateful for that. You are you are a remarkable person, and people are going to be hearing Pat. And I'm going to call you Pat because your friends call you Pat, and you are my friend. Yeah. So I thought we could start off by having you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. You've, you've lived a very interesting life. So take it away, my friend. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, thank you. You know, I, I was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I moved to Los Angeles when I was eight years old. But, you know, my heart has always stayed in New Mexico. It's, um, you know, I, I come from an American Indian background and, you know, my family, um, you know, all came from New Mexico and there's just such a rich history of the people that come from there. And when we moved to Los Angeles, we always visited Albuquerque every year. And, you know, I just, I just loved going back and, and just recently, um, well, about 10 years ago, uh, when my, both my parents passed away, I told my husband I wanted to own a piece of dirt in Albuquerque. And he just, it was a long story about how I had to convince him to buy me a house in Albuquerque. And so <laughs> we have a second home in Albuquerque. But, um, nice. you know, my life in Los Angeles has been just so wonderful. I mean, it's, it's, it's the big city compared to Albuquerque. And I've just been so blessed to, you know, have been in education, to have had my own business. Um, you know, I've somehow I've always been interested in fashion. I mean, I wanted to start my business when I was, you know, 17 years old. And um, I had a friend who was selling her dress shop. And, you know, here I, at 20 years old, I started my own business. And it just has continued in, in fashion in some way or another throughout my life. But not only that, but we can't discount the fact that you are a retired vocational teacher from the LA Unified School District for a very long time. 
why don't you tell us what it means to be a vocational teacher for those that don't know what that means. So vocational teacher, when I began, I began in LA Unified School District um, in the 70s, and I started off as an intermediate clerk stenographer. And I don't know if people remember what shorthand was, but in those yes, days, I needed to know shorthand. <laughs> yes. You have to be of a certain and age, was... right? Before computers. Yes. <laughs> right, right. And in order to uh, keep my job, I had to attend a vocational school. It was Friedman Occupational Center in downtown L.A. And I took a vocational class to learn shorthand to keep my job. And little did I know that, you know, 15 years later, I would become a vocational teacher. Um, and through my experience in LA Unified School District, I started teaching secretaries on, you know, how to be a secretary, on how to do payroll. And, and I had a boss who was a vocational. It was, it was during the years that we started the Skill Center programs, and a lot of money was coming down in Sacramento to fund vocational schools. Um, so like, you know, to learn automotive, to learn uh, cosmetology, to learn business, those kinds of things. So he said, Pat, why don't you get your vocational credential and become a teacher? You're such a natural teacher. And I mm-hmm. said, Mr. Castine, I, I, I'm not a college <laughs> graduate. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't become a teacher. And, you know, he said, you know, and, and you don't have a five-second delay, but it, it's, you know, it was bull. You know, uh-huh. he said, you can become a teacher. And um, so he said, you need five years' experience in the subject you're going to teach. And you apply. You have to take some classes at UCLA. And you apply to the state of California for your teaching credentials. So I did. And I became a teacher. And I taught business education, which was so natural for me. I was a business uh, in business education my whole life. And um, I taught in the vocational school. So it was all people that were going back to work, learning a skill, typing. Um, and when I started teaching typing, it was in the days of um, manual typewriters. <laughs> Miss Coronas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm gauging myself. Yes. But, uh, you know, I had to teach exercises on, on how to build up the muscles in your fingers to be able to hit the keys correctly. <laughs> so through the years, um, you know, computers came out, and, and I had to adjust, you know, my teaching to to go with the times. But basically the basic things of business education stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the skills of learning computers and learning uh, the new things that were technology that was coming to pass. Um, and so, you know, 50, half of my time in LA Unified School District was spent in the classroom. And vocational education was the classroom without walls. Mm-hmm. And that meant that our classrooms were not in your typical classroom walls. I went out to shopping centers. I went out to uh, housing development. I went out to community-based organizations. 
to teach my skill because I didn't wait for people to come to me. We went out to the community, and I felt that was so important. And, yeah. and you know, my shoes got very dirty walking the streets of L.A. <laughs> so I, I was very blessed to, to meet and see so many people, uh, touch so many lives, and and I just I just loved my life as um, as a teacher. Yes, I think people like my brother and people that know teachers. Um, I think you're sort of born to teach. I think it's 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 internal that you want to you want to share what you know and and help others. And I mean, I know that you've, I mean, I know you've done a lot of interesting things in that world, including, you know, standing with a microphone and doing, you know, (laughs) interviews and things like that. I mean, you've done a lot of very interesting things. And you had mentioned when you were in your 20s and even before that style was important. If this was a video of this was a show that people could see when I was in, when I was in the studio when I first started doing this people would see immediately how very stylish you are i have never seen you not stylish and your and your closet that we're going to be talking about as we as we as we talk about what you're doing today with um your your image 2020 um, I've never seen you without a dress on. I've never seen you without high heels on. I've never seen you with perfect hair. Um, you are you are a vision to look at, but it comes with confidence, oh, but not with look at me. It's not like there's some conceit or some I'm the best. Just that you are just a lovely woman inside and out. And um, I admire that about you because it's authentic. You you are you are by far not a phony. You are you are the real deal, and what you're doing now is really sensational. But I I, I want to ask you just a couple of things before we get over to your nonprofit, and that is, so you spent these forty years in in the education world. But what did you do after you retired? Wow. Well. You know, I, I, I entered retirement. Um, I, I worked at the school district television station for five years, and I went back into teaching. And what you say is, is about me dressing. I always felt that I had to lead by example. Mm. And even though I went from the television station back into a traditional high school because my my credential was 10th grade through adults. So I taught mm-hmm. in high schools also in a traditional classroom. And I was at Locke High School in South Los Angeles. And at that time, Locke High School was not only the lowest performing high school in LA Unified School District, but it was the lowest performing high school in the state of California. Wow. And I just felt that it was so important to be the example when I went to that high school. I dressed just like I did when I was at the television station. And I, my motto of my classroom was, I, do, I, I give respect and I demand respect. I will respect mm. you if you respect me. And I led by example. 
and my classroom was always um, a sanctuary. I, I absolutely yes. called it. This is our sanctuary. This is our four walls that we are in. And unfortunately, um, I was assaulted by a student at Locke High School, and I was out for five years, and I actually had to take a forced retirement. Mm. So I retired early. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Okay, I'm retired, but I'm not ready to finish my life. I enjoyed what I was doing, and I ended up working part-time at a school district, and I did PR for them. And then I volunteered at an organization that provided clothing to people that were going for job interviews. And I loved that. I loved doing that. I loved being in the community, and I loved doing that. So um, at the age of 70 years old, I decided mm-hmm. I want to start my own nonprofit. <laughs> I love it. And this. during COVID last year, um, <laughs> I started up, mm-hmm. and someone just today asked me, why did you call this your closet, your image 2020? I mean, you provide clothes for people to be successful. And I said, you know, I didn't want it to be a dress for success. I didn't want it to be your, your typical, come in and you're going to be successful. I wanted people to come in and think about their image. Think about, because if you look in the mirror and you feel good about yourself, you're going to feel good when you walk out the door. And more than likely, you're going to have a different image of yourself. And if you feel good about yourself, other people are going to feel good about you. So that's why yeah. I named it Your Image 2020. And the 2020 is not for the year 2020 that we just came out of, but it was for the perfect vision. Right. So, um that's what led me to start this nonprofit. I think that's so cool. I really, I understand that. And I, you know, when I see 2020, the way it's written and the way you have it written on your, um, in your uh, advertising, um, that's what mm-hmm. I think. I think about 2020. I think about a pair of glasses with 2020 underneath it. Um, and that uh-huh. and that makes that makes sense for me, and it also makes sense for me that you were talking about thinking about your image. You know, it's not a matter. It it it, it comes with some self confidence, and not everybody has that. And we all know we, women, but men probably can relate to this too. You could put on something in the morning and look in the mirror and go, you know what? I'm not feeling this. This. This, yeah. this color is not good on me, or this this looks like I just slept in this. Are you serious? Are you not going to iron this first? What's an iron? Who irons? Yeah. You know what what what? How do you present yourself? Because, like you just said, I I I feel that too. We we all sort of you're known for your stylish heels and 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 how lovely you always dress. People know me for my chucks. It's my brand. Mm-hmm. You're not going to mm-hmm. see me in a pair yeah. of shoes that isn't on a pair of chucks. Why? Because that makes me feel good. And sometimes right. that starts right. a conversation on my end. And uh, I, I just, I think style means a lot. And it's not, 
It's not just for women. Yes, you and I are both women, so that's important. But I like the fact that the term retirement has a connotation to you, doesn't it? What what does that word actually mean to you, retirement? Well, for me, um, it meant uh, I remade myself. You know, I I went from being in the classroom, mm-hmm. and then I remade myself. And I think we're all, you know, we're all living longer. Yeah. Uh, you know, modern medicine is making it possible for many of us to live longer and be healthier longer, and we can be active longer. And so my choice was, do I sit at home and watch TV? Um, do I, you know, go shopping or travel or whatever? And I said, no, you know, I want to do all the above. Mm-hmm. And Doing what I do, helping people, some people sit back and they complain about the times. They complain about um, the world and how terrible it is. But I feel, okay, I'm going to go out and do something about this world. I may not be able to change the world myself, but if I can change one person's world, they're going to go out and change their world for somebody else. And then it's absolutely going. And so retirement was a remake for me. It was not an ending to what I did. And then now you're just going to wait to die. Um, No, it was actually go on living and go on and keep giving and continue life. So I don't see retirement as an ending. And, I, and I'm around people all the time that are doing the same thing. They're doing yes. things in different ways. Okay, I'm, I'm a Rotarian. And Rotary is the most, um, it's an international club of people that want to serve and give and, and live a life of service. And it was so natural for me to become a Rotarian because I, that's kind of my philosophy of life. I love giving back. I love, I love cultivating young people and cultivating uh, people that are trying to start their lives over again. So it was natural for me to become a Rotarian. And, and, and I will always be a Rotarian. I tell people it's like being a Catholic Okay, you're always a Catholic, you're always a Rotarian. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, people that know me personally, and I, I have mentioned this on in, in other occasions, um, I am also a Rotarian. And mm-hmm. I, we had the great pleasure the first time we met when you came and spoke to our yes. Playa Venice Sunrise Rotary Club because you have a story to share. And and you're absolutely right. It is service um um, above self, and a lot of people, you know, belong to different kinds of clubs. It's not like this is the only club that's out there. There's Lions, Kiwanis, there's all kinds of clubs, right. Chamber of Commerce. Right. But I, I think there's something enhanced when you do something you love and you can do it with others. I, I, I'm yeah. I'm a team player too, 
And I yeah. think that that's great. And, you know, I think we should also mention at some point, um, you have an incredible husband who really yeah. is on your team. And, and Hank, is, Hank um, has a background in education, too, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, we both, our lives have intertwined, and um, we both have the same, I think, goal of, of wanting to continue to help people. Um, he was president of, of the teachers' union and, you know, negotiated our first contract. And he's gone on to teach people. In your image 2020, we get a lot of people that are entering the job market. And Hank is very much uh, a union-oriented person. And so he talks about union history and, and brings a lot of his knowledge and his experiences and shares those with people that come to our nonprofit. So they're getting more than, than clothing. They're getting experiences. They're getting to be able to share their experiences and also things that, you know, that we've gone through in life that, you know, you're not alone in this life and you can pick up the pieces for, from wherever you come from. We get um, the clients that we get at Your Image 2020. What I say is we deal with a trauma-based service because everyone that comes through our doors are coming in with some kind of a trauma, be it marginalized, being chronically unemployed, being coming out of incarceration and trying to enter the job market and civilian life. And when I talk about reentering civilian life, I'm also talking about our veterans. Our veterans is, you know, it's a population that I think many of us think that, you know, well, they've been in the service. They've been, they've been uh, uh, successful as a, you know, whether they've been in combat or whether they've been, um, you know, in, in whatever branch of service they've been in. But, you know, when they get out of the service and they reenter civilian life, it's very traumatizing for many of our service members. And I'm talking about men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a lot of veterans coming through our doors that are very traumatized. Um, we get women that are coming out of um, domestic violence situations that are trying to uh, keep their children and and provide for their children after su- suffering some kind of a trauma. I had a client, and I call them guests, not clients. I should say yes. I had a guest come into our, our closet that was trying on clothes, and she was she was starting a new job. And she's in the dressing room, and I'm overhearing her on the telephone talking to her caseworker, trying to get her children back. She's going through a drug program, rehabilitation, and she's trying to convince her case manager that she's been, you know, uh, clean and sober for for six months, and she really wants her children back. And, and she's in tears, and 
where else could someone come in to get clothing for a job interview, but they're sitting in their dressing room crying with their case manager begging for their kids back? So this is the kind of situation that that we Mm -hmm. have every single day. I love that. I love that about what you do. Um, I, 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 I love the name of what you've selected. If I was to just sort of put this into some context, would you, would, do you have like a mission statement? Is there something that you would say, this is, this is, my, this is my, my mission, this is my vision? What, what would you say that that looks like? Well, our, our official mission, and, and, I, and I wrote it, so it's, you know, <laughs> we're committed um, to providing professional business clothing to people that are reentering the job market or entering the market for the first time. We've got many individuals who are high school, um, young people who have dropped out of school that are, that, are, that are going into the job market for the first time. And these are individuals who come to us that, that have been marginalized and, and affected by chronic unemployment, drug or alcohol abuse, homelessness. That's another big issue that we get a lot of people that are becoming homeless. Um, through COVID, we've got a huge population that have become homeless because of COVID. And um, mental health, there's so much that is lacking in mental health and assisting people to get back into the workforce. So I work with different existing agencies, so I'm not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. I also go out into the community. We're a community-based organization. I don't sit here just like I did when I was a vocational teacher. I don't sit here in the four walls and wait for people to come to me. I go to job fairs. I go to resource fairs. Um, I'm always talking to people. My car is filled with clothes all the time because people, I'll meet people and they'll say, oh, you're doing this wonderful work. And, and I've got a closet full of clothes. I'm, I've, I was a professional my whole life and I don't want to give it to uh, an organization that sells clothes back to people. I want to give it to somewhere that people get it for free. And it's, it's a people that treats individuals with dignity and respect. So they come into my closet. Everybody is treated with dignity and respect. If they don't know how to tie a tie, I help them tie a tie. They don't even have to ask. I, I, I just say, let me help you tie your tie. If they know how to tie a tie, they'll tell me I know how to tie my tie. But if they don't, they don't have to feel embarrassed to say, Mm -hmm. Pat, I don't know how to tie a tie. Can you help me? These are the little things that, that I think with our services that we offer people, having that feeling of treating them with dignity and respect, that they don't have to worry about clothing, about asking for assistance. How do I put this together? How do I, how do I, I wear a tie? How do I put on a suit? Gosh, some of our guys that have been in prison for 20 and 30 years, they didn't go to a high school prom. They never experienced wearing a suit. So this is a brand new experience for them. Mm-hmm. And it's very traumatizing for some people to come in and ask 
for clothing and they don't have it's to humbling have. they come in yes and they're and they're hey here we are have fun our closet is like a boutique and they yes. can they can you saw it yourself you yes. know things are perfectly hung and they're clean it's all gently used clothing we've got people that are so generous when we started this a year ago i had a hundred pieces of clothing in the closet I now have probably about 3,000 pieces of clothing. Wow. But the more clothing that go out, the more clothing has to come in. So I'm constantly looking for people to donate clothing. And, um, you know, for people that can't donate clothing, if they can help financially, that also helps. Because some people are not coming from agencies that um, have supportive service money through their Um, services that they offer for their clients so you know in order for the closet to survive we need some financial support also I I would agree and and you know it's it's interesting not only do you have everything immaculately hung but you also have some accessories for women like some jewelry or some purses you also had a, a rack of shoes men's and women's shoes because let's face it you put on a suit you're not going to maybe put on a pair of nikes to go along with it and right and 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 you can't afford a, a size 12 pair of shoes you don't even own socks that go with shoes i mean and that's right. not to say everybody comes in that way but i think it's really interesting um um about your physical location because you are upstairs inside what is the building that you are inside of in 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 Compton what's the name of that building so we, that you're in yeah we are a um in-house partner with America's workforce job center and mm-hmm. it's in Rancho Dominguez which is located in Compton so we are part of an organization that has different programs. So whether it be um, welfare to work, we have an invest program that deals with people that are on formal probation. They work with um, prison system and the probation department. Uh, We have an EDD office, an employment development department office downstairs. So we attract all of these people that need services And then as part of the services and what we call them is wraparound services. So in other words, they get a case manager who helps individuals with um, services like a gas card, housing, um, different services that they need in order to become successful to get a job. And part of those services is coming, getting referred to your image 2020. So we are the part that's going to affect um, building self-esteem, self-confidence. It's not just the final thing of getting a suit to get a job. It's part of the services to help people feel good and feel confident to sit across from somebody and have somebody ask them the question, so tell me a little bit about yourself, and they'll have an answer for them. 
And I want to tell an interesting, you know, for people that donate clothing to our closet and how good it makes you feel. Yes, um, it did make me feel good. Mm -hmm. So for the audience, when Marsha came to visit my closet, she looks up at the blouses and she says, oh, my gosh, I have a blouse like that. Oh, I have a blouse like that. And then she says, oh, wait a minute. These are the clothes that I donated to you. (laughs) That was so funny. I said, gee, isn't that funny? Somebody has a blouse just like mine. It's like, no, that is your blouse, Marsha. I loved how I loved the vibe. You know, it's called the closet because, frankly, what was it before you had those professional uh, metal piping, uh, uh, the, what do you call them, uh, rods put in? What, what was that up there in that building before you took that space? This was actually, uh, I mean, I want to call it the junk room because yeah. it was a corner of the, of the building that they used to just put a lot of stuff that they didn't know where else to put. And um, when I came here, I, I just envisioned, you know, this this corner of of the world here that I could mm-hmm. make it into something useful. And so it took a lot of work. I had a young man to help me that had been incarcerated for over 40 years. And he wanted to give back. And he is the one that did all the physical work. He donated his time and helped put the love into this closet and put the work into this closet to make it what it is today, helping people. And, yeah. and I just, you know, I just can't thank him enough. I like when I visited with you, Patrice, and you were talking about the one wall by your desk and, and that beautiful lamp you have and, and the style that this was actually made this painted style and what did you tell me that that represented so i originally had i just wanted a stripe just because the Uh walls were all white and i wanted a stripe i just wanted color and um this person that helped me he said oh that's so boring pat you know let me he he was a very creative artist when he was in prison he 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 painted and and did so much art and so i said go for it and he did this kind of jagged um multicolored painting on the wall mm-hmm. and he said to me this is going to be when people look at this jagged painting here and it's kind of a pastel color with silver and purple and um, he said, this is going to be the heartbeat. I want people to look at this and feel the heartbeat of the closet. Yep. And I think everyone that's come in looks at this wall and they feel that energy. They just feel it. Yep. And I agree. something how art affects you, you know, and that's mm-hmm. this, this jagged, you know, painting on the wall just meant so much. And, and people see it and feel it everyone that comes in here it's like what you do there it was purposeful it's like if uh-huh. people could envision like if you're looking at somebody uh, a monitor or your heartbeat or whatever it is and you're seeing these these triangular lines going up and down and up and down that's that's what right. you can envision 
and um, I like the fact that you have it very well organized. You had the privacy to allow people to try their clothes on. Um, like you said, this woman was having this emotional phone call this one time. Um, are there right. any particular right. needs that you have if people are listening that could be close enough to to bring you some clothes? Are are there are there certain types of clothes or anything that you would say we're really short on whatever? Is there are there some specific needs that you might have? Specifically, I'm in need of extra large clothing. Uh, some of my uh, men that come in are, you know, are, are big men, and mm-hmm. so. I'll, some of the suits that I get donated are anywhere 42s, 44s, 46s, but I need suities. Wow. I have some very, very, you know, and some of it is muscular. It's not necessarily that these are, you know, heavy set men. Some of them are just muscular and, and need larger sizes. And sometimes I, I now downtown LA, I have always, you know, ventured the streets of downtown L.A., so I, um, I'm always looking for places that have suits that, that sell men's suits. But, again, this is where the financial part goes. When I don't have donations of clothing for people that come in, I always ask for sizes before when I make my appointments. And so I will go out and I will just buy a suit if I need to, mm-hmm. because I don't want anybody that ever comes to the closet to be disappointed. So, right. Same thing for and women. You know, I need large go ahead. size. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah, I need large size for women also. And But shoes, mm-hmm. um, socks, uh, accessories, those kinds of things are icing on the cake, you know, and all of us have all of this. I know people listening have things in their closet that you haven't worn for a long time that you haven't made use of and you think I'm going to fit into it someday I'm going to you know wear it someday or if it was a special occasion I wore this dress so I want to I want to save it but you know it feels so good when someone comes in here because I've donated tons of stuff from my own closet and when I see someone put something on that I donated and they say, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. This is so gorgeous. I'm going to feel so good in this. And I think, you know, I had this sitting in my closet, and it, it's out here bringing joy to people. So clean out your closets. And, you know, I, I accept, you know, we'll put probably the address for our closet maybe on your blog or, yes, or somewhere where they can um, – find out the the address and mm-hmm. all the information. I haven't been able to afford a website yet. So, mm-hmm. um but I, you know, I have an email, I have a phone number, I'm available 24/7. And, and you know, so. that's really interesting that you just said that, frankly, because you're right. Currently, you don't have a website. That's true. But people mm-hmm. can email you at wi yeah. like your wi Image, W-I-M-A-G-E 20 at gmail.com. I'm going to repeat that one more yeah. time. It's Y-I-M-A-G-E. 
E20, the numbers 20.2020 at gmail.com. And your phone number is very easy to access to, and I'm just going to say that right now as well. And that's 213-220-8287. And you know what, was, what, what occurred to me, I have a lot of people that listen to this podcast. And what we don't know right now with the um, law of attraction that we're familiar with from The Secret, maybe there's somebody that's listening to this podcast that says, you know what? I have such respect for what Patrice and Hank are doing in your image 2020. I'm a web designer. I'm a webmaster. Or my kid is getting a degree from university and is looking for a client and looking for job, some job experience. And how lovely would it be if by what you're doing, by giving, you might actually be receiving from someone that's listening other than that coat or that size large suit. So if you're out there listening right now and you have that connection, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to Patrice, and we can see if we can make that happen because I, I, you, just, you never know where those gifts come, coming both ways because that's not why you're doing this. And anyone that knows you understands that about you. And yeah. I would like to, I would like to ask you. Um, we know that the clothing comes locally from people that live that can that can get it to you. But what right. is what do you think makes the difference between your organization and other organizations that are in this kind of work? Well, I think it's the compassion. It's the like I said, it's the services of a trauma-based idea of treating people when they come in. They're They're not a client. They're not a participant. They're a guest. And, mm-hmm. and they are people. And we treat them like people. And it's not just a place that and it's not putting any other organization down that they don't no. treat people that way, but I just feel that we give a service that is very, very special. And I even have case managers. If they've never experienced your image 2020, I tell them, come in with your client the first time that you refer somebody here. And actually you know, live through, walk the steps that they're going to go through when they come here so you can experience what your clients are going to experience when they come to your Image 2020. Because it's very hard to really explain it and and not have them actually walk the walk and actually Mm -hmm. come in here and feel the conversation and feel the warmth you know, it's it's something that you can't write in a book that, you know, like my my mission statement, I think, is very factual. But yes. it's the it's the it's the feeling that they get yes. when they come here. And it's just something that is so different, I think, than because I've been to other 
places that give clothing mm-hmm. to people that are going for job interviews. And um, that's why I started my own nonprofit. I wanted my own vision and my own feeling and my own uh, personality to be a part of what I was going to offer people that came in. So I think it just makes it so unique. And, and of course, I'm very biased um, well, of myself. <laughs> but um, I, w- I just why feel that we're so different. You know, so what, when did your doors open for the first time? Gosh, it's um, it's been probably about a year. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I think to actually serve clients, yes. we've been actually serving clients about maybe four months since okay. COVID. Okay, so you're new. Started. Yes, we're new. We've been doing it on an appointment-only basis. So, mm-hmm. but we're, the WorkSource Center is having a job fair on Thursday, nice. and it's going to be an in-person job fair, which is going to be wonderful. So we're going to get people that we're going to get employers that are, I think there's going to be 15 or 20 employers. So people that come here to the WorkSource Center are going to be able to bring their resumes um, and meet employers on site. And Your Image 2020 is going to be giving away um, suits to people that sign up for programs here. So it's going to be, and that's the kind of thing that we do when we go out into the community. Not only here, um, some of the partners that we deal with um, are also um, uh, Union Rescue Mission. We've done things with Goodwill Industries. uh, I work with New Star Family Justice Center, which is located in Hawthorne. It's um, a center that works with uh, uh, people going through domestic violence. So we go out into the community. We go out and, and touch people. And um, if I have to put clothes in my car and take a few racks, I'll take clothes out to the community and, and, and prepare people for their job interview on site because these are people that are coming that have no professional clothing. They, they're in T-shirts and jeans a lot of times, and they're meeting with employers that day. So if I'm there, I'm usually the first one as they come in. I try and take a, a variety of sizes, and we try and get, you know, a, a blazer on a woman and a, and a blouse, and, a, and the same thing with young men. We'll try and get men into a, a, a jacket and a shirt and a tie, Makes all the difference. I bet it does. That first impression. That first impression. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about these experiences that you've had, and I didn't honestly, I didn't realize that you were really in um, this this short into this business. I I wasn't aware of that, and I know as I'm looking at your flyer, and you have these guidelines that not only do you have um, a personal shopping experience with a stylist, but but people can get five pieces of business clothing, that they can get business etiquette, um, why can't I say that word? Etiquette, (laughs) that's the word. Etiquette (laughs) uh, coaching, that they can learn techniques to get a job and they can learn about personal branding. These are things that you 
that you offer at no charge. And and what right. what occurs to me is that what are some of the lessons that perhaps you've learned by working with some of these individuals? I learn something every single day from people that come here to the closet. I think I learn to be appreciative of what I have. I learn to be humble. I learn to be kind. I think that smiling and saying good morning and saying a good word and touching someone, um, you know, when I help them put a jacket on, I don't just hand it to them. I actually arm in the jacket. And, and nice. when they put their tie on, I lift up their collar and put their tie and, and, you know, fix it up just like, you know, I think a mother would do. I, that's and, honestly that's what I was thinking. Yes, parental. Well, it's 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 not that spouses can't be um, loving like that, but what I heard, what I visualized as you said that, it's like you know you're just you're just loving. So let me help you get this on. Let me you know. Let's pull your sleeve down a little bit. It's long sleeve. Let's get the cuff a little bit lower. Let me just straighten right. this out a little bit. That's. Maybe for some of these people, nobody's even physically touched them forever. And I'm, that's exactly. a, I'm, I'm, you know, but I'm just saying that that human touch, that 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 that's who you are. Uh, it was who you were as an educator. It's who you are today. Yeah. It's who you are as a wife. It's who you are as a community member. And I think that those are all very very significant. And you mentioned a few organizations. Um, one of them, I believe, that you are also associated with is PATH. Is that correct? Yes, yes. PATH tell, is, yeah, tell people what stands PATH stands for, for. It stands for People Assisting the Homeless. And they are an organization, um, it's a very large organization, and they help the homeless. Um, they're one of my partners, and what I tell people is that the clothing that is donated to your image, sometimes people will say, well, I don't know if it's really professional clothing. It's, it's nice clothing, but it might not be. And I said, look, let me, I will go through the clothing. And I usually have piles of clothing. So some will be the items that I'm going to put in the closet. Some of the items will be that I donate to organizations such as PATH. PATH has, has different levels of people in, in homelessness, whether it's people that are just coming off the streets that are still living in tents on the streets. Um, they also provide low-income housing. So when somebody is, is coming off the streets and getting into housing, sometimes that's a transition that people have to be ready for. And so the clothing that I, that I donate to them is clothing that people that are getting into transitional housing can begin using. And then mm-hmm. the, their case managers, when they get ready to start going for jobs, then they in turn refer them to me 
for the clothing, for the professional clothing. So sure. it's a whole circle. It's a whole it circle. It is. I mean, I know I brought you a bunch of jeans, you know, uh-huh. and I and, and uh-huh. you told me to bring them, Marsha. I, I may yeah. not be using them for the professional clothing, but I will get it over to Path. And there are right. there's another organization, um, Pat, that you that you've um, helped, and that's Hope Gardens, correct? Yes, that's with um, associated with Union Rescue Mission, mm-hmm. and Hope Gardens is a place um, that is up in the mountains, and um, what they do is they take women with their children. And they actually can live in this facility for up to two years. They also have a separate part of that facility for older women that have been homeless. And they can also live up there. And so I take clothing to the young mothers and their young children. Sometimes I get shoes. Sometimes I get, um, you know, T-shirts and sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. And it gets cold up there in the mountains. Uh, so I take, you know, venture up there, and, and so I have my other little pile of clothes that goes up to Hope Gardens, and I have a group of women that every year we have a special occasion that we have a tea party for the women and their children, and we actually take dress-up dresses, and and oh. they dress up for a day, and we have uh, food, and we have dancing, and um, you know, it's a day of just celebrating uh, motherhood and, and womanhood, and, you know, it's, it's something special that we do with women up there. You know, what occurs to me, and I, I mean, it's true, you, have, you are climbing two flights of stairs in those beautiful high heels of yours, um, <laughs> but if someone was listening and was thinking, oh, my gosh, I thought this was strictly adult professional clothing, they now understand that perhaps someone is listening and saying, I have children's clothing that perhaps I could donate to Pat that she could take to, um, to Hope Gardens. Maybe that's, yeah. that's, another, that's another way. I, but, but you do not get into a truck and drive around the community saying, I'll pick it up, I'll pick it up, I'll pick it up. You really do want people to bring them to you. I am correct about that, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I will, like I said, my car sometimes, you know, my, my dream in the sky, so, yes. you know, in, in the future sometime, um, I would love to have a mobile unit that oh, I can – take my closet out to the community so when I have job fairs that I would actually have a mobile unit um, and that's my big dream pie in the sky Um, but for now I I pick up clothing I will put racks in my car and take them out to uh, job fairs and and things Mm -hmm. like that if I do workshops at a particular agency I will do that I will put stuff in my car and I will set up in a room at right. the location, but um, yeah, I don't have a truck yet that I can pick up things and. But you know, right. that's, that's not impossible. It's not. It's not that it's not on the list. <laughs> I understand, but you know, there's only so many hours of the day, and I think yeah. that you give you give what you give so fully that you know there needs to be 
what I call some people call it Taco Tuesday. I call it uh, Yoga Tuesday for me, <laughs> where you just have to take a deep breath and yeah. regenerate because you know this is taking a lot of energy and 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 the two of you are spending a great deal of time giving it your all and that's what that's what's so it's so impressive and and you know and and I this you know it's just like this mobile unit I I I worked in with an organization for many years called Share Hope USA and one of these dog groomers had a mobile unit and when Love we would it. set up yeah. these encampments she would come with her mobile grooming and she would she would clip nails and like, bathe dogs yeah. and shear them or whatever was necessary so there is such potential for what right. you can do in making a difference but while that potential and that future is out there for your image 2020 the reality is is your boots on the ground now there are yeah. there are, there are lots of suits that are hanging up and granted maybe they're not the the, the correct size um when i came with my friend hilton brown this guy's 64 you know right, he brought right. he brought clothes that would be for a taller gentleman you know and and the clothes that i brought maybe they weren't all necessarily professional clothing but maybe they could be used somewhere else so i think that it's i think it's terrific what you're doing and 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 why you do it you know the 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 gain is just like you you know it makes me put my hand over my heart pat because i know what's behind the reason i know that you understand that this is a game changer for so many people. And yes, when you see somebody put on an article of clothing that you once wore, how can oh, that not yeah. warm your heart? You know, yeah. really, how yeah. can that not warm your heart? So to remind people, you can really just send an email to yiimage20, the number, 20 dot twenty. Those are all numbers, 20.2020 at gmail.com. Get in touch with Patrice because she does absolutely respond to emails. And she's just, you're just a loving person. And I, I just, I, I feel very Thanks. honored to know you. I feel that, you. that whatever I can help to promote you, to, you know, connect you, to you know like i said wouldn't it just be so outstanding in this process if somebody's has um a student that is looking to get into web design i mean wouldn't that oh. be so great that would just yeah. be, and i know yeah. that wasn't what you were expecting that wasn't your thought behind <laughs> well what am i going to get out of this of course not that that isn't at, at all the background the background really is what can you do, and you said as a Rotarian, where you are providing service, whether it's that tea party, whether it's the, those women and families that are in the Hope Gardens, or when you yeah. have your, your, your people come to, to visit you and, and, and the, the gentlemen that you helped that have been incarcerated for nonviolent crimes, we might add. Um, Absolutely. But to be able yeah. to, um, to give back, 
I just I just think it's phenomenal, and I am so grateful that you have spent this time with me today. It's 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 been wonderful, Pat. Thank I you. truly. Can oh, can I man. just leave you with? Please. I just want to leave you. With, um, and I w- I hope I can say it like she said it. But Maya Angelou, who is you know she just is a woman who I just admire so greatly, and and her words. Always, you know, I I listen to so many of the things that she says and reads. But, you know, she says, and and it's really, I think, my mission. She said, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to do so, passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. And that's me. That is you in a nutshell. In fact, am I if I'm not mistaken, do you have that on your on your emails when we have we have emailed back and forth? Is that is that the quote that you have? That's, a, that's what I thought. I and and I can see I can see why because you know what? Yeah, she was she was a very um prolific writer, but I can yeah. see where you would say that because that really does encapsulate you, doesn't it? It, it does. does. It really it does. does. Well, right. thank, thank you. Thank you for, thank for you. sharing and for, for letting people know that they can be involved. And, you know, let's, let's just throw this out there, too. Perhaps you really do live on the East Coast, and you're thinking, you know what? I can't send my clothing over to Pat. But maybe you don't use the same word, your image 2020 belongs to you. Let's be fair about this. But But maybe where somebody else is living, you may inspire others to say, I need, I need to do something like this too. You just, you just never know where a conversation leads. You, you don't know. And we, we may not know. But, uh, I just know that I feel uplifted by this time with you. And, and I'm, I'm grateful, and I, and I thank you so very much for being my guest today. And I thank <sighs> you for spreading the word, for spreading the word, Marsha. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, everybody, as we say goodbye to April, because May is right around the corner. So until next time, bye for now. <laughs>